Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source-for-good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. This is the Wikipedia page for Albert Abrams. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN, reminding everybody out there to subscribe. If you don't subscribe, you may have every disease known to man or woman. Or person. Or whatever you are. Just every disease. That's the main point. I don't know anything about this person, but I have a feeling we're about to get medical. We are. We about to get medical. Hell yeah, let's get medical. All right. Albert Abrams. Albert Abrams, December 8th, 1863 to January 13th, 1924, was a fraudulent American physician well known during his life for inventing machines such as the osseoclast and the radioclast which he falsely claimed could diagnose and cure almost any disease. These claims were challenged from the outset. Towards the end of his life, and again shortly after his death, many of his machines and conclusions were demonstrated to be intentionally deceptive or false. This is really funny because this guy really resembles someone in the news recently, and you'll you'll know when you hear it, okay? Okay. I thought you meant like physically. No, what he did. Okay. Biography. Albert Abrams was born in San Francisco on December 8th, 1863 to Marcus Abrams and Rachel Levy, although other dates have also been reported. On October 8th, 1878, he inscribed at Medical College at the Pacific worked as an assistant of Professor Douglas and Professor Hirschfelder and got a medical degree on October 30th, 1881. Then he went to Heidelberg, Germany and graduated there in November 1882 before undertaking further studies in London, Berlin, Vienna, and Paris. According to Wilson, Abrams was awarded an MD by the Cooper College in 1883. He served on the teaching staff of the college for a total of 14 years, five years, 1885 to 1889 as demonstrator of pathology, four years, 1890 to 1893, as adjunct to the chair of clinical medicine and demonstrator of pathology and five years, 1894 to 1898, as professor of pathology. He was elected vice president of the California State Medical Society in 1889 and was made president of the San Francisco Medico-Chirurgical Society in 1893. In the beginning of the 1900s, he had become a respected expert in neurology. From 1904, he was president of the Emanuel Polyclinic in San Francisco. Abrams published numerous books 
from 1891 to 1923. He died January 13, 1924, from bronchopneumonia in San Francisco. Is this going to go into a Dr. Oz direction? It is not going to go into a Dr. Oz direction. It's even better. Oh my God. Okay. Practice. Heidelberg doctorate claim. Abrams was accused of fraudulently claiming a medical qualification from the University of Heidelberg. However, documents from Archive of University Heidelberg confirm that Albert Abrams received a medical degree there on the 21st of November, 1882. In Abrams' view, American medicine was dominated by physicians with excessive admiration for German doctors and researchers. In earlier writings, he insulted physicians by calling them Dr. Hades or Dr. Inferior, by comparing their looks to typhoid and other germs, and by making fun of various abstruse therapies that at the time were considered scientific by the medical establishment. In a poem that he wrote on balloon therapy, for instance, the doctors take their patients up in the air but do not know how to bring the balloon down again. The poem ends with the lines, but they never came back. That's why we confessed aeronautic therapy is not a success. (laughs) 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 He's blazing them with hot lines. Spondylotherapy. Abrams developed a medical technique called spondylotherapy, which was inspired by chiropractic and osteopathic ideas. The basic principle is the stimulation of nerves originating from the spinal cord, which can trigger reflex actions on viscera or inner organs. The stimulation is performed by controlled concussion with a plexor-plexometer combination directly on the spinous processes by sinusoidal electric currents or by application of ice. Abrams published the book Spondylotherapy in several editions between 1910 and 1918. A simplified version of Spondylotherapy was first published by Alva M. E. Gregory, M.D. in 1914. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you go make up some medical techniques. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source for good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to that message, everybody. We're finally going to get to the section, which is the reason I was excited for this article. All right, here we go. Actually, it's very close. We're getting there, though. (laughs) Electronic reactions of Abrams. Main article, radionics. Abrams promoted an idea that electrons were the basic element of all life. He called this ERA for electronic reactions of Abrams and introduced a number of different machines which he claimed were based on these principles. The machines. The dynamizer looked something like a radio and Abrams claimed it could diagnose any known disease from a single drop of blood, or alternatively, the subject's handwriting. Does that sound like anybody? That sounds like that lady, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. The single, what was her name? I gotta Google it just so we can find it. Elizabeth Holmes. There we go. Yes. Okay. Yep. We did yes. that episode. Doesn't that sound exactly like Elizabeth Holmes? It does sound exactly like Elizabeth Holmes. How come Holmes. this never came up 
when Elizabeth Holmes came up, because this is actually like a well-known in the medical world. He's a well-known fraud. And she sounds exactly like what he did. Hosts of the Sawbones podcast, we need you to look into this. He performed diagnoses on dried blood samples sent to him on pieces of paper and envelopes through the mail. Apparently, Abrams even claimed he could conduct medical practice over the telephone with his machines and that he could determine personality characteristics. The Dynamizer was big business by 1918 courses in spondylotherapy therapy and ERA cost $200, about the same purchasing power as $3,150 in 2014. Equipment was leased at about $200 with a monthly $5 charge thereafter. The leasee had to sign a contract stating the device would never be open. Abrams explained that this would disrupt their delicate adjustment, but the rule also served to prevent the Abrams devices from being examined. He then widened his claims to treating the diagnosed diseases. Abrams came up with new and even more impressive gadgets, the oscilloclast and the radioclast, which came with tables of frequencies that were designed to attack specific diseases. Clients were told cures required repeated treatments. Dynamizer operators tended to give alarming diagnoses involving combinations of such maladies as cancer, diabetes, and syphilis. Abrams often included a disease called bovine syphilis, unknown to other medical practitioners. He claimed the oscilloclast was capable of defeating most of these diseases most of the time. By 1921, there claimed to be 3,500 practitioners using ERA technology. Conventional medical practitioners were extremely suspicious. In the 1970s, Bob DeVries, a product designer for Hewlett Packard, had a chance to repair an old oscilloclast, 1934. It was owned by a lady whose father had been a president of Abrams Electronic Medical Foundation and improver of their devices. She had several such devices and believed that electric therapy to be beneficial from her own experience. DeVries not only restored the old oscilloclast to working order, but also developed a transistorized version for his client, which they called a pulsed oscillator. Investigation The dispute between Abrams and his followers and the American Medical Association was intensified. Defenders included American radical author Upton Sinclair and the famously credulous Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes. Resolution of the dispute through the intervention of a scientifically respected third party was pursued. Scientific American magazine decided to investigate Dr. Abrams' claims. Scientific American was interested in the matter as readers were writing letters to the editor saying that Abrams' revolutionary machines were one of the greatest inventions of the century and so needed to be discussed in the pages of the magazine. Scientific American assembled a team of investigators who worked with a senior Abrams associate given the pseudonym Dr. X. The investigators developed a series of tests and the magazine asked readers to suggest their own tests. The investigators asked Dr. X to identify six vials containing unknown pathogens. It seems likely that Dr. X honestly believed in Abrams' machines. In fact, he allowed the Scientific American investigators to observe his procedure. Dr. X got the contents of all six vials completely wrong. <laughs> he examined the vials and pointed out that they had labels in red ink, which produced vibrations that confounded the instruments. 
The investigators gave him the vials again with less offensive labels, and he got the contents wrong again. <laughs> the results were published in Scientific American, and investigators continued their work. Abrams offered to cooperate with the investigators, but always failed to do so on various pretexts. Abrams never actually participated in the investigation, and in ERA publications asserted he was a victim of unjust persecution. In other words, he acted like a big baby. <laughs> I can't believe that this didn't come up often during the entire Elizabeth Holmes thing. Yeah, it's weird. Debunking. An AMA member claimed to have sent a blood sample to an Abrams practitioner and got back a diagnosis that the patient had malaria, diabetes, cancer, and syphilis. The AMA member then claimed the blood sample was in fact from a Plymouth Rock rooster. The AMA member failed to document or provide witnesses for this claim. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Similar samples were sent to other Abrams practitioners, and a few found themselves facing fraud charges in court. In a case in Jonesboro, Arkansas, Abrams was called to be a witness, but he died of pneumonia at age 60, shortly before the trial began in January 1924. He didn't know he had pneumonia? I suppose not. Diagnosed himself. But I mean, a lot of people died of that back then. Yeah, but, but he not super doctors. That's true. After his death, investigators with the Food and Drug Administration opened some of the doctor's boxes. One produced a magnetic field similar to a doorbell. Another was a low-powered radio wave transmitter. Psychologist Donovan Rockcliffe claimed that Abrams' devices had no scientific validity, but his successors had founded a good many special clinics in the United States, and their number has by no means diminished in the ensuing years. <laughs> there you go. He got away with it all the way to his grave. I want to read out just one of the selected publications. It's called Scattered Leaves from a Physician's Diary. Oh, but Elizabeth Holmes is in the sea also. And that's gives me a little bit of resolution there. Yeah, it does sort of. This has been the Wikipedia page for Albert Abrams. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please read and review us on Apple Podcasts because it's super helpful for us. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button while you try to pronounce the word oscillator machine. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. 